Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Steps Minicast. I'm Simon Longfellow and today I am not joined by my co-founder Marcus De Silva because, as you would expect, we're working from different home offices. However, if the prospect of listening to me for the next 11 minutes is too much, don't worry. Through the magic of technology, Marcus will join the programme in a second. So, coming up on the show, we'll cover the latest on medical ventilators, what's happening with income during the crisis, an update on the pension portfolio, and we'll try to end on a positive. So, let's kick off. But it's been a strange week. Uh, a lot of people in the UK have gone into lockdown as coronavirus containment measures become the most draconian. Marcus, are there any warming stories out there to soothe some of those anxieties? Yeah, and I think it's these kind of positive stories that we uh, need during these slightly stressful times. Um, and this one I love. So we, we're all aware of the fact that the NHS is obviously under a lot of strain. But in the past week, we've seen an unbelievable half a million volunteers sign up to try and help out the NHS. We've seen 11,000 former medical professionals come out of retirement to try and help the NHS. And we've seen the private sector offering itself over giving beds and staff and equipment to try and help the NHS. So already the effort by Britain to help the NHS has been staggering. Um, but we're also seeing British businesses trying to help as well. And what is the issue? Ventilators are the problem. So as most of us are aware, big respiratory problems can be caused by COVID-19 and the worst of those affected will need ventilators. The NHS has around 8,000 at the moment, but they reckon as this pandemic sort of reaches its peak in the UK that it could be up to 60,000 that are needed. Um, so they need that gap plugged. And the problem is we don't really make them here in the UK. And when every country around the world is suffering the same issue and trying to get hold of them, it becomes a little bit tricky. The government have called on British business to help. How are they doing that? Well, the government turned around and said, look, we need to get these things made. We need expertise in design, in procurement, in assembly, in testing, in shipping. This is what you businesses are great at doing. We need your help in order to save lives. And various groups and consortiums have, have stepped up to this challenge. All right. Anyone we know? Yes. James Dyson is actually one. His eponymous company, known for its vacuum cleaners and its hair dryers. Really, it's the motors that power all of that. He's using those motors in the design that he's named Covent, um, which he, he has created. The plans he came up with with a Cambridge-based medical devices firm in about 10 days, which has been incredible. And he's going to, within weeks, start rolling these off to produce 15,000 in total at cost. And then he's going to pay for a further 5,000 um, and send 4,000 of those abroad to help needy people elsewhere. But, it, you know, all in all, it's... Um, it's an incredible effort by British business. Um, another group that's helping is a consortium led by Airbus. And what they're doing is going down a slightly different route of just recreating existing design, which have been narrowed down to, to two um, in order to try and plug this gap. So let's hope they succeed. OK, now on to UK companies and a bit of a follow on from the full fat pod last week. UK companies are doing something to conserve cash. What is it? Yes, it's quite unfortunate. I don't think it's totally unexpected, but um, companies are cutting their dividends. So this is the income you receive from shares. We've already heard from ITV, which has cancelled a £216 million dividend. Kingfisher with £158 million one. 
Um, and it's kind of understandable, you know, we are facing an unprecedented time of uncertainty and firms in order to fight this enemy are pulling up the drawbridge and conserving as much cash as possible so that they can survive for as long as possible um, with a threat to their revenues. What's the damage? Week reported that around 3.5 billion have been cut already. AJ Bell reckons the final total could be 30 billion, which is about a third of UK dividends. It's not great. Obviously, a lot of investors quite rely on this, especially those in retirement. Um, and it maybe points to the 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 risk that uh, you have to take when you want income from shares, um, because there's no contract to supply a dividend. It's different to bonds. Um, you know, defaulting on, on a company defaulting on its bonds, on its payments to its bonds, known as its coupon, could lead to a, a, a lot more serious long-term financing issues for the company. Whereas with dividends, you know, if it's unexpected, you might get a big hacking at your share price. Um, but it's it's not about your credit rating in this sense. So um, that will be cut first before any payment to bondholders, which is which is why it's a riskier endeavour. And how has the market reacted? Having a look just quickly at the funds seeking UK equity income, that particular sector, I mean, they're down because of the crisis between 10 and 30% really on a year a year basis. Um, but, you know, the cancellations are not really adding much to the decline. Um, and I think that's because individually investors are say, seeing what these companies are doing and they're sort of saying, well, we kind of like this because it is prudent. Uh, we understand why you need to do it. Um, it will enable you to weather the crisis better and importantly rebound afterwards. So, you know, they understand. Um, so that's interesting. And I think, the, you know, the last thing to note here is is the feature of investment trusts. So last week we had Joe Curtis on and he runs an investment trust, um, the City of London Investment Trust. And they, they differ from funds in the sense that, it, well, in, in a number of senses, but in particular, they have a revenue reserve, uh, as it's known. So this is just a pot, and it's a it, it's a savings account, really, for a fund. And it just enables them to, you know, if you've got a really good year of dividends, to stash some of that away. Um, over the years, that will build up. And then when you get this, get a rainy day, you know, and at the moment, we're obviously in a deluge, um, you can then dip into that pot and make up the shortfall in dividends as companies as companies cut them, so um, I don't know what Job is doing. I, I must say, but um, you can see how that feature is incredibly useful during a period of time such as this. Yeah, you're right. It's one of those things that's really important, uh, and you don't know that you need it until you need it. Okay, Simon. So it's been a couple of weeks since we checked in on your pension portfolio. How's it going? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the last time we spoke, it was down about 16%. And since then, it's been as low as 35% down overall. So over a third off in value since I bought those investments. But there is some good news, which is that as governments have started to take action, uh, both in terms of controlling people's movements, but also announcing these financial packages to help people, markets have begun to stabilise a little and not everything has continued to go down, which when I was looking last week uh, did worry uh, me that that was going to be the case. Anyway, right now, as I stand, we're about 25% uh, down overall. Okay. How did you feel watching it fall like that? Well, it's been uh, an interesting time, let's say. I mean, at one level, the logical side of my head in 
the long run is saying, look, everything is going to be okay. Don't panic. Stick to your knitting. Um, but that being said, there were points over the last couple of weeks when I was worried. Uh, I think once we got beyond the 30% down figure um, and there didn't seem to be any respite. And I think part of the problem uh, with that is that you can so easily log on and check every 15 seconds if you wanted to, uh, you know, which is actually just making things worse. Uh, so I made a point really of forcing myself to leave it all alone, not to look. Uh, um, too much more once I'd made the in, uh, investment decisions I made. And a couple of the things you bought have actually gone up, haven't they? Yeah, that's right. Uh, one of them I mentioned in an earlier pod was this investment trust, which is mainly into big technology companies. That's of about 3% since I bought it on the 12th of March. And the other one is an, another investment trust that buys song rights. Now, I've held that since 2018, but added to it in March, that's up about 5% overall. So not massive gains, but it was just good to see that it's not quite all doom and gloom and there is some positivity out there. Okay, what else has been happening in the world? Well, as you can imagine, pretty much all the news has been about the virus. One thing I did stumble on was about how some companies are adapting to help get the problem fixed. Uh, so one example might be LVMH. Um, you might know them better because they're a luxury brands company. So they own stuff like Tag Heuer, the watchmaker, Dom Perignon Champagne, Christian D, all those kinds of things. And they're also a huge producer of perfumes, not something I know a, a huge amount about, but they own Givenchy, uh, Marc Jacobs perfumes, uh, Kenzo, those kinds of things. And so what they've been doing is using the excess capacity they have in their bottling factories, because obviously people aren't rushing out to panic by perfume at the moment and they're taking that and using it to make hand sanitizer which is obviously in short supply and they're actually giving it to the NHS and other similar bodies. Yeah it's interesting well I also touched on those helping with ventilators obviously um is this it in terms of the effort actually no there's quite a long list the drinks maker Diageo is doing something similar as is Ineos, who normally make chemicals for car parts. They have the ethanol and isopropyl, which is used to make the alcohol sanitizers. And as you say, there's companies focusing on medical ventilators. So it's a bit like a, a wartime effort, I suppose, uh, where the peacetime factories were taken over to help make munitions and, and so on. Yeah, it's amazing how something like this really brings out the good in people and companies. Yeah, very much so. Uh, great to see some positivity too when it's been such uh, doom and gloom and that is a great positive note to end on thank you for listening stay at home and stay safe until the next time goodbye